0: is the talking dead
1: a podcast dedicated to the amc tv show the walking dead
0: hey everyone my name is chris and my name is jason and this is the talking dead number 538 recorded on thursday july the 15th 2021 Welcome, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, I've had a hell of a couple of weeks, Jason. How have you been?
1: I've had a, mm, I've been
0: fine, Chris. <laughs> so so kind of like always, you're just doing okay. Even Steven, Jason.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty even Z Steven Z.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. I am winding down, or maybe winding up, towards a week off. We are. Uh, I'm not working next week. We've rented a little place up in the country. On the water, it's going to be very nice, I think. I'm looking forward to that. But as you said to me earlier today, the two most stressful days at any job are the day before you go on vacation and the day you come back from vacation. That's right. And tomorrow is the last day before I go on vacation. And I, th- I feel like I've been having that day over and over again for like two <laughs> or three
1: weeks now. Oh, which means you've taken a lot of vacation in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, well... Yeah, except I haven't <laughs> That would have been nice. yeah that, that would have
0: been nice. So it's it's super busy. things are spiraling out of control. I'm barely hanging on and you know that's why we're recording on a Thursday instead of Tuesday just couldn't make it happen on Tuesday. So here we are and there's going to be a podcast which makes me feel good because it's been a little while and uh, you know the podcast is is the <laughs> one of the things that's been consistent in my life for the longest. Right now. Right. Like 12 years or whatever the hell it's been, right? So uh, it's good. I'm glad we're here, and I think this will be fun.
1: Well, good. I'm glad we're here too.
0: All right. What are we going to do today, though? That is the big question. Um, later on in the show, we're going to talk about something that starts with the word black. I don't know. That's good. I don't know what that is. We'll, we'll have to find out when we get there. We're also going to read a little Walking Dead news. So I've got that coming up. But first, I want to follow up on something actually from the last uh, group of Walking Dead news we did. And Daniel in the UK sent this to me on Facebook. And he says, listening to the latest episode now, and unfortunately you have it wrong about the Clementine book. So this was the Clementine comic I was talking about last time. Uh, Daniel says, Clementine book one is not released until 2022. What is releasing on July 7th is Skybound X, Issue 1. I don't know if that's Skybound X or Skybound 10. Might be 10, because maybe it's their 10th anniversary. Not sure.
1: It is a Roman numeral, after all, so it is confusing.
0: It is, exactly. Uh, He says it will be released weekly for six weeks. It will feature short stories from various Skybound comic properties, one of which will be the continuation of the Rick 2000 story from the back of Issue 75, Of the actual Walking Dead comic. And so I got this kind of mixed up or I didn't understand the information when it came out. I went to the Image Comics website and I found this. It says on there, celebrate a sensational 10 years of Skybound, there you go, with a cavalcade of your favorite creators and all new stories of your favorite series, past, present, and future. Each issue of the oversized weekly series will kick off with a new chapter of a serial serialized The Walking Dead story Rick Grimes 2000. In addition, we'll be debuting all new series and characters every issue, starting with the first appearance of the most requested Walking Dead character of all time, Clementine, star of the best-selling Telltale's The Walking Dead video game series.
1: Nice. Is that uh, Rick Grimes 2000? Is that like Andre 3000? I guess. It's, yeah. it's going to be a, a you know a singer. I, you
0: know, issue 75, the actual Walking Dead comic, Daniel says this comes from that. I don't know how far back my individual Walking Dead issues go, but I might have started buying them around that time, maybe, maybe 10 issues earlier, maybe in the 60s somewhere. So I may have issue 75. I am not 100% sure. I haven't looked through my collection in some time. Uh, But if that's where it comes from and you have that, you can... Get a head start and go take
1: a look. Well, there you go. I, I yeah, I'm. St- I started around the same time as you collecting the actual issues, but my collection is a lot spottier than yours is.
0: Yeah, I have every single one from whenever I started to the end. Oh wow, uh, yeah, okay. which was one ninety three or two, something like that. So I have every one. Plus, I have all of the hardcover books uh, and and a few other editions as well. So.
1: I'm behind on all of those. I was reading the trade paperbacks, yep. uh, which I have all of those up to 20-something, uh, and I'm obviously way behind on those. And the hardbound books, uh, yearly books, uh, I think the first five.
0: Yeah, I've got all of those. I couldn't... I couldn't live without the complete set of those. I, I needed to have them once
1: I started buying them. I also- well, well, Knowing knowing me, it's a little surprising that I don't have the complete set of those. Yeah. And uh, I've forgotten that I don't have the complete set of those and I might have to rectify this whole situation. <laughs> you may, yeah. As far as I know, they're all still available. So
0: uh, just go out and place a big Amazon order and they'll probably all come to you in one big box. Nice. Uh, so I looked at the, speaking of covers, I looked at the cover of this, uh, Skybound X, Skybound 10 comic, and it really is something to behold. It looks like a picture of a little bit of a beefed up Rick Grimes, kind of crossed with Invincible because he's got like something over his, his eyes and he's holding a lightsaber. So this could be a rather interesting comic. (laughs) That, uh, that seems interesting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's a lot to process there. So who knows? I may pick this up. I may go down to my local comic shop and, uh, see what they say about it. And
1: we'll find out. Anyways, thank you. You can do that now, can't you? As of midnight, midnight tonight, you Uh, can go inside a place.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, that's right. Starting tomorrow... I guess stores are reopening here. We are where we are anyways. The, the lockdown has been slowly uh, slowly ending and things like certain amount of indoor dining is coming back and more importantly, comic book stores, I guess.
1: Yeah. Indoor dining. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah.
0: I am too, a little bit. Patios have been open for some time. I have yet to go to one though, but.
1: I'm not much of a patio guy. Oh, I don't, like, I don't mind I like patio. not like eating or drinking outside. Not even in your own yeah. backyard? Well, backyard's fine, but it's, yeah, generally I don't like being outside.
0: <laughs> don't leave the house if you have, unless you absolutely have to. Yeah. Uh, all righty. Well, thank you, Daniel, for sending in that and clearing it up. Uh, I totally misunderstood. All right. Let's get into some of the new Walking Dead news. How do you feel about that? I feel great about that, Chris. Excellent. The Walking Dead News. Okay, the first thing I want to talk about here is the Walking Dead World Beyond Season 2 synopsis, which AMC recently released. There's still no information on when Walking Dead World Beyond Season 2 will be on our TVs, but here is the synopsis as released by AMC, and I have a feeling you're going to uh, love this one, Jason.
1: Oh, I'm sure, I'm
0: sure. (laughs) Here we go. Season two of The Walking Dead World Beyond concludes the epic story of Iris, Hope, Elton, and Silas, four friends who journeyed across the country on a mission that transformed everything they knew about themselves and the world. As they face off against the mysterious Civic Republic military and fight for control of their own destiny, goals will shift, bonds will form and crumble, and innocence will be both lost
1: and found. How do you find innocence?
0: <laughs> that's exactly what I was wondering. Innocence will be lost and found.
1: Like, So is that like you stumble across a puppy and you're like, oh, puppy, you found innocence, it's right? It's so innocent, yeah. <laughs> or maybe you find a baby because that happens every now and again, apparently. Yep, I guess Walking so. Walking down the street, and like, oh, look, a baby. Jeez, that's innocent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's still usually the second thought I have. First thought is, what the hell's a baby doing here? And the second thought is, Well, that's an innocent person.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, I had exactly the same thought. Innocence will be lost and found. It just seems so silly. Like, who wrote that and thought, this is great, you know? And how many rounds of revisions did it go through before they're like, you know what? Release it. It's perfect.
1: (laughs) It might have been written by a computer. Well, that would be something. You know, software has been getting really good and weird about writing things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you may be right. I I don't know. The the rest of it, you know, is pretty standard, makes some sense, doesn't give anything away. Is it a haiku
1: by any chance?
0: Could it be could it be
1: poetry? <laughs> Taking poetic license somehow? Yeah, I don't think it's poetry. It's something anyways, but it's not poetry. Maybe maybe somebody will be found innocent in a court of law, but usually they find people not guilty. They don't find them innocent. But, That's right. yeah, you know, innocent versus guilty, maybe somebody is going to be, uh, you know, put before some kind of tribunal and, uh, deemed to be not guilty and therefore innocence has been found with slight poetic license.
0: Maybe I really couldn't tell you, but just by definition, once you lose your innocence, I don't think you can regain it. It's gone forever.
1: You? Well, yeah. Generally speaking. I mean, I've been a virgin a couple of times. Oh, a couple of times. other than that, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, there's a story for another time. Yep. Maybe. Anyhow, I wish they would let us know when World Beyond is coming on our airwaves because I actually am kind of looking forward to the second season of this. This show seems to expand the Walking Dead universe more than The other two, at least for now, or it did in season one. So I'm looking forward to to it. I want to know when it's going to be on, uh, but this is the synopsis and it doesn't really tell us too much. Yep. All right. Let's talk about the Walking Dead panels at San Diego Comic-Con at home, which is, as we record this, a little over a week away. It's not Ah. this weekend, but next weekend. And we have information on when the panels will be and who will be on them now. Nice. So I'll run through them here. Fear the Walking Dead will be on Saturday, July 24th at 1 p.m. It will have Walking Dead universe steward Scott Gimple on, of course. It'll have the showrunners Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg. And in terms of the cast, we're going to get Lenny James, Alicia Debnam Carey, Coleman Domingo, Danae Garcia, Jenna Elfman, Karen David, Mo Collins, and Christine Evangelista. So most of the biggies there, I guess. Yep. Um, That is, as I said, Friday, July 24th, a uh, Saturday, July twenty-fourth, one p.m. Next up is The Walking Dead: World Beyond, which is July twenty-fourth at two p.m. Immediately following the first one, it'll have Scott Gimple as well, showrunner Matt Negret, no nah, Negret, Negretti, Negret. I don't know Negretti. Cast members: Aliyah Royale, Alexa Mansour, Nicholas Cantu, Hal Cumston, Nico Tortorella, Annette Mahendru, Julia Ormond. Uh, Jelani, or Yelani, Al- Aladdin, and Joe Holt. <laughs> so Joe Holt. Lots of people on there. Maybe that's when they're going to announce when it comes back. It would make some sense, wouldn't it? You would think. Yeah, but when have they ever done anything that made sense? So we'll just have to tune in and find out.
1: When have I done ever done anything that made sense? Oh, I wonder
0: that every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Walking Dead, the main show, July 24th. What do you think? 3 p.m.? Uh, it could be. It, it is. It's 3 p.m. Oh, well, there you go. Gimple will be there, of course. He's on all of them because he's Gimple. Angela Kang, showrunner, whom I'm very looking for, much looking forward to. I love uh, hearing her speak about the show. And then cast members, Norman Reedus, Melissa McBride, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Lauren Cohan, Kari Payton, Christian Serratos, Josh McDermott, Eleanor Matsura, and Michael James Shaw is a name... That you might not, you might recognize, but not in conjunction with The Walking Dead TV show, Jason.
1: Uh, Individually, I know those names. Michael and James and Shaw.
0: All right. We'll put them all together and it's one dude. But who is he? He has been cast as a character named Mercer in season 11. So he's a comic character. People love him. People know him. He's showing up in season 11 And interestingly, he'll be on this panel. So this is probably his first kind of public exposure to the world of The Walking Dead, you know, a little bit. Now, I assume these panels are going to be like last year where they weren't live. Remember, we were all excited about like live panels streaming last year, and then it wasn't. It was just like an edited video that premiered at a certain time. So I have a feeling they're going to do the same thing this year. Um, But which which means it's not quite as exciting because there isn't any live questions or calls or anything like that. But in any case, it'll be the fans' maybe first sort of uh, introduction to Michael James Shaw as it's related to The Walking Dead. So
1: kind of look forward to that no matter what. Uh, Yeah, I recognize him, but not really. He was in Avengers Endgame and Infinity War? Yeah, apparently. Uh, I am not
0: sure who... And I've seen those movies a number of times. I don't know who he is, though, in those films.
1: Not sure. Nor do I. I'm uh, going through images right now trying to
0: figure it out, but I don't know. All right. Well, he's been around. He's done some stuff. And uh, there are not many movies bigger than the Avengers and uh, Infinity War movies. So uh, he's done some cool stuff. One more note. All three of these panels will be available on AMC Plus the day after they debut at comic-con at home so if you're an amc plus subscriber you can just watch them there the next day if you want to sounds good all right here's some fun news season 11 episode one and two will premiere on amc plus seven days early so a full week ahead of normal amc you'll be able to watch as an amc plus subscriber Episode one and two of season 11. And remember, it's a two-parter. That's why they're putting them both out at the same time. Right. Uh, Does that mean that a week later on the normal Sunday night airing, we're getting both episodes? I don't know. But it seems like... Of course it does. It seems like it would. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So if there was ever a time to subscribe to AMC+, Plus, if you're a huge Walking Dead fan and you've been waiting, this might be it. (laughs) At least for a week. Right. You know, you can get in there. Sadly, not available to us in Canada. No, of course not. Doesn't mean that uh, we're not going to watch the episodes somehow and obviously podcast about them when we, uh, on our regular schedule.
1: So that's So fun. Michael James Shaw in, uh, Avengers was one of Thanos's henchmen. Oh. He was, uh, heavy makeup and, uh, prosthetics and stuff. So, uh, that's why we don't recognize him in that role. No wonder. Yeah. Do you have a name there? Character name? Uh, his name is, uh, Corvus Glaive. Oh.
0: Okay, that's one of Thanos's like, henchmen, inner circle henchmen.
1: Okay. Yeah, so there was the, the magic guy, and then the uh, the big guy, and then the lady, and then the other guy. He was the
0: other guy. He was the other guy. Okay, the magic guy was the one that uh, Tony Stark called Squidward, right? Yep. Okay, Then there's the big dude. Yeah, all right, I got it. The woman and the other
1: guy. Okay, figured it you. out. He was the other guy, yeah. <laughs> Perfect.
0: I, uh... I've seen those movies a lot, and I honestly didn't realize that guy had a name.
1: I've seen them uh, exactly once in the theater. Huh. I don't know what's wrong with you. I watch them, like, every couple of
0: weeks.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I know. And we were talking about this uh, before we pressed record, is that you're re-watching Lost, and you've only seen them once, and I've seen them, like, six times.
0: Yeah. So, it's funny. You should watch Avengers more and Lost less.
1: Well, the thing is, I, I, I can't just watch them. Right? I gotta start over. Right. I, right. Gotta, I gotta I gotta sit through Iron Man and then God God help me the Incredible Hulk, uh, and then go from there. It's not as
0: bad as you think. I really enjoyed our MCU watch through.
1: Yeah. Or you know uh, what you should as do. A, I've done that in the past and it's it's not a it's not a bad thing. You you should just wait
0: another, I don't know, five or six years and then watch it with Jasper. That would be fun for you. I think.
1: He, uh, he would like that. I do look forward to, uh, to watching that because he does watch, uh, we have been watching Marvel and DC comic television shows Mm -hmm. and he really, he really enjoys them. Yeah. Well, I mean, someday you'll
0: introduce him to the cinematic universe and start from the beginning and, and it'll be great. I think you'll have a good time with that.
1: I think we'll be on like phase six by then or five phase seven. Well, it'll be daunting. there will be a lot of stuff to, to watch if you're starting at the beginning, you know. Especially if we want to include television shows, right?
0: Yeah. And these days, I think you have to, right? I think
1: can't, Wanda- Can't
0: keep up. Wanda and Loki are essential. Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, was my least of favorite of the three, but I feel like you still got to watch it. Yeah, then
1: there's Agents of Shield.
0: Well, I never watched that one. I don't know what I'm missing. Maybe it's great. I don't know.
1: Well, it it fits in with the with the MCU universe around the time of uh, you know, Avengers, uh whichever one, you know, Civil War kind of thing. Captain America uh, Civil War, yeah. Yeah, it's Captain America Civil War. So, I watched it a bit but didn't really get into it. I the, mainly I watched it because I was so sad about Agent Coulson. He was one of my favorite characters uh, in the MCU because I really enjoy that actor all the way from the new adventures of old Christine. Uh, he was the uh, ex-husband of Julia Louise Dreyfus yep. in that show. And that was a really good show and it was a really good part. And I liked him a lot. And I was very happy to see him as Agent Coulson and then they fucking killed him and I was pissed off. And so I watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Well, if you you should watch everything that
1: Julia Louise Dreyfus is in. I'm just going to say that. I, I, I have. Okay, good. Good. I'm a big fan of Veep. It's, the, it's a f- really, really good show. I agree. You should watch Veep. I've seen a good chunk of Veep. Yeah. Oh, have you? Okay, good. Yeah,
0: I'll, most of it, actually. Not necessarily in order, <laughs> but I've seen a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying, just watch everything she's in. I, I agree. All All right. I think she's fantastic. I think she's a, she's a treasure. She absolutely is. I have one more news item here. Fear the Walking Dead showrunners. Oh, yeah, the, you remember we talked about Dead in the Water, this digital um, digital short series that they were going to do that tells the story of the uh, submarine from Fear? We
1: talked about it. I have no memory of that, but <laughs> go ahead.
0: All right. Well, the we talked about it a number of weeks ago. There wasn't too much information on it. There still isn't, except the Fear the Walking Dead showrunners came out and said they're still working on it. Oh, good. And as I said, it's the backstory of what happened to the submarine. It's digital. It's going to be online. And Goldberg, one of the showrunners, said this. We are working on telling the backstory of the USS Pennsylvania. I can't say much other than we're figuring it out right now. We have a story. We have a script. And we're just putting the pieces in place. It's something that we very much hope to make happen and soon because there's a really cool story of how that crew that we met in episode 615 met that fate, and a few other pieces of the mythology. I won't say too much beyond that, but I think it'll be really cool.
1: <laughs> that sounds like my report on my uh, weekly status meeting at work. Uh, yeah, that's uh, we're working on that. That's in the uh, it's in the backlog, and we have uh, you know we're spending some time thinking about it and figuring it out, and uh, we're really looking forward to being able to have that come into focus. Uh, in the uh, short or midterm time frame. Great. So you basically said nothing. It basically means I haven't done anything on that. Oh oh yeah, that thing.
0: (laughs) Sure. That thing that I completely forgot to do. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, maybe these guys forgot about this for a while too. I don't know, but they're still working on it. And apparently it's going to be really cool. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I will. All right. But I won't hold my breath. No, don't hold your breath. Just peel your eyes, please. Alrighty. It, that is it for the news. Pretty quick segment. Um, so it's time to move on to our discussion, which I feel like might be quick as well, but this is about Black Summer, season two, episode one, or maybe a little bit more than that. We'll have to see. Um, not Black Widow. That's the other thing, starting with Black, that I
1: watched recently. You have watched, okay, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, just because I haven't been able to coordinate time with my wife to yeah. do that. No, I get that. We uh, Did you pay for it already? Not yet. Okay.
0: We, we It came out last Friday. We purchased it, watched it Saturday night, all four of us. It was fun. Nice. The kids are into it, and uh, we can
1: talk you about see, it. That would be the, that's the difference, right? If I could make it a family thing. Yeah. then absolutely we would do it. But it's got to be a, after Jasper has gone to sleep, which has been a real chore in the last couple of weeks, he does not ever want to go to sleep. <laughs> the only time he, he doesn't fall asleep. He does not fall asleep. He passes out because he's too friggin' tired to stay awake anymore.
0: He doesn't fall asleep. He passes out from exhaustion. I think every little kid goes through that at some point.
1: Oh, it's so exhausting. Except for last week, God bless his soul, we were driving home from school and uh, he was sitting in the back seat in his car seat and he said, Dad, wake me up when we get home. And proceeded (laughs) to pass out. Now, you have to understand the school is approximately... A thirty-four second drive from my house, and the only reason we drive there to get him is that if we try and walk him home, he uh, gets distracted and runs to the playground and wants to run back to the school to say hi to his friends that he's a- already left, and he just—it's—it's uh, it's really hard to wrangle him, and he's <laughs> way faster than we are at this point in our lives. <laughs> So uh driving is probably the best way to keep him corralled. Sounds like you have him no home. control over this kid at whatsoever. Almost <laughs> none at all. <laughs> yeah, well. So yes. but yeah, he passed out with the, you know, in a 34 second drive. He's like, Wake me up when we get home. And he was asleep when we got there.
0: Yeah, that's weird. My kids used to be able to do that too. They could be talking to me in the back seat and like mid sentence just be asleep. It's weird. It is yeah. weird.
1: I'm I'm like that. All right. Well, don't
0: fall asleep during the podcast, at least try not to. So here we so are. So
1: Black, what now We watch? did we watch? We black. Black uh, Summer, Black Mirror, Black Widow. Not Black Widow. Black, black not, Hawk Down.
0: Not Black Hawk Down, not Black Mirror, uh, Black Summer. So we talked about a couple of episodes of season one of Black Summer previously on the podcast a year and a half ago, something like that. And if I recall, You didn't really like it that much. I thought there was some redeeming things to it, but I didn't love it that much. After we did that, I think we talked about the first two or three episodes. After we did that podcast, I went and watched a few more. So before I started season two, I decided to check where I left off on season one. And it turns out that I had six, seven, and eight to watch. Okay. So I did because I'm me and I didn't want to just skip them over and start season two. I watched season 1 episode 6, 7 and 8. It's called Heist, The Tunnel and The Stadium. And just really quickly, I thought season uh episode 6 and 7 of season 1 were pretty good. Especially yeah. 6 actually, especially 6, the one called Heist. Um I really liked it because it drops you into this scenario where the characters in the show are infiltrating A location in order to steal a bunch of weapons, and I don't frankly remember if they talked about this or they teased it or all in in episode five or earlier, because I didn't remember any of that. So I turned on episode six, going, "Ah, "I'll probably just get caught up," but I really didn't need to. It sort of drops you into this. They're doing this thing. It's pretty clear what's going on, and the way the heist story is told, I thought was really good. And I'm like, okay this show is kind of cool. You know, I'm, I'm digging this. Then episode seven called The Tunnel, it picks up right where Six leaves off and goes off in a bit of a different direction. But I, I liked that one too. They encounter these two military guys and they are telling them that they're going to escort them to safety. Shit goes wrong, basically. That's the episode. It's pretty good. Um, And then episode eight, The Stadium... I thought was kind of a letdown. I don't think it was very good. And I think some of the things that I remember not liking about the episodes early on in season one jumped up again in this one. And, uh, so I was a bit let down by, by the season finale of, uh, season one. Oh, there you go. And then I started watching season two, but, you know, overall I went into it with like, all right season episode six and seven of season one were great like maybe season two is going to start off really good and then i watched it and i didn't really like it at all so before i go too farther too much farther down toward this rabbit hole here um you watched what season two episode one and have no recollection of season one right
1: I do not watch. According to Netflix, and Netflix remembers everything. Apparently, uh, I watched the first two episodes of season one. I don't recall it at all. I remember that we talked about it, but I don't recall any specifics about it, other than you know running away from uh, fast zombies, essentially. Uh, and then this episode, I watched it, and I'm—I don't think I'm qualified to be able to give an opinion. Because it's, uh, I tried to figure out a way to describe it. And the only way I can really describe it is it's like reading a grocery list, trying to figure out what's for dinner, right? It's, you know, the grocery list just contains the things you need, not the things you have right? If you have a bunch of stuff and you need some other stuff and you're going to make this big meal or you're going to make, you know, meal plan for the entire week, you just need the things that you're missing. So I watched this episode and it was a series of vignettes of uh, situations, right? So it's just like, okay, these people in this situation, I have no idea who they are and they all died, whatever. And then this other people in in this situation. I don't know who the main characters are, I don't know what the situation is. All I know is there's a, this, this one that they're going through with this, this guy and he gets shot in the face while he's sitting in a car. And then he becomes the, the, the zombie that's chasing the other two people. And there's this all this situation. I don't know which of those is a character and which of those is just some random dude that's creating drama for the characters. Yep. So, I had no idea, and they were all like that, like all the different vignettes, except for the uh, the scene in the house. I'm like, okay, she's got to be a main character, right? Well,
0: yeah, she, she is, of course, that's Jamie King, the actress's name. And I mean, if you remember anything from the first two episodes of the season one, she was in those. You might remember her.
1: I do her. not. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so- it was. It, it's really hard to try and figure out what's going on when they don't tell you what's going on. You're supposed to sort of know what's going on, I think, but I'm not confident of that. Uh, I just know that it was a series of short stories from what I could tell. Yeah, I liked the individual short stories, like the the first oneer, which was just this big one shot of uh, you know, not. Very, very well done. You could see where the edits were and where the, uh, you know, they replaced the actor with somebody in makeup or what have you. Uh, but I kind of enjoyed that. Then there was the uh, the ambush scene, and I had no idea who were the good, bu- good people, good guys and bad guys. I don't know if, uh, what was going on there. Uh, and then they jumped back in time to do that scene again, but from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. And then they jumped back to the oneer. That was four months earlier, but later than it was in the original shot. And then there was uh, some, something about a plane and uh, the house. And But each individual scene, I kind of enjoyed. Yeah, okay. But I, even though I had no idea what was going on, maybe it's because I had no idea what was going on. I was not emotionally invested in any of the characters. At any point, any of these people could die, I had no idea if that was a good thing, a bad thing. I didn't care. So it was, it was, it was was kind of enjoyable. And the last thing I wanted to say was in the house, (laughs) guy shows up saying, I collected wood. It's me. Let me in. I I didn't understand what was like collected three pieces of wood. And he's supposed to be like, I'm an asset. I have wood. (laughs) Yeah. You got three pieces of wood from like four feet away from the house. Uh, When he came in, And, uh, she had a shotgun in his face. The acting this guy did was phenomenal. Like Uh it was absolutely amazing to watch this, uh, eye acting that this guy did, uh, throughout that entire scene. I thought he did a fantastic job of portraying his desperation and emotions and inability to, uh, you know, continue to be outside. He's just, he was so resigned. Uh, and had given up and was so upset and obviously had wronged her somehow in the past. Well, so
0: I'll be
1: honest with you, I
0: didn't understand that uh, either. Like he, he he, shows up, as you said, and says, I, I've got Wood, let me back in or let me in. I assumed there was some sort of relationship there, uh, and but she was no longer happy with the terms of their relationship or whatever, you know, and she didn't want to let him back in.
1: I assume they were antagonists because at some point when when she was in, he came in, she said, uh, you know, the past is past. We've moved on from there. Everything's cool, right? Right. So it was just like, let's let go of the shit we've gone through before and move forward from here. So I thought that in whatever season one happened to be, that they were on opposing sides of whatever struggle was happening there.
0: Well i had a similar experience i'm I'm gonna go back to season one again and i because i had a similar experience with episode six the heist one it's all the episodes seem to be told this way right like title screen uh on-screen titles like breaking it up into segments and episode six did that but it was it was one story told from the perspective and seeing what different characters were doing kind of at the same time, right? The way this thing works is character one character goes, like, let's say two characters go into this location that they're trying to steal from. Um, they end up in a room together, and then they separate. And for the first segment, the, the story follows character one, and then we jump back, and we see them separate again, and it follows character two. Right. And so you see what different characters are doing inside this one location, all with the same goal, sort of the same storyline, but we see it happening at different times. So we jump back and we go again. And that's what what I really liked about it, actually. And I thought what they did a really great job with. Now there's some of that in season two, episode one, as well. As you said, we kind of see the same thing from different perspectives. We see something early on in the episode that uh, we come back to later on. But for some reason it just didn't work as well for me. I didn't feel like it was as cohesive as as for in terms of a story, right? There wasn't to me, maybe because I didn't like you have as much invested in any of these characters, like really nothing. Not that I really did in season 1 either, but I remembered them at least, you know. But I didn't like it in uh in the first episode of season 2. But also like you, I think Some of them individually, especially the first one where, you know, the guy gets killed in the car. I think that character's name is Luke and he had a yellow rain jacket, right? And then he gets killed and then he chases after the people that killed him basically because he turns into one of these raging zombies. I thought that whole thing was actually pretty well done and a great opening to the episode, but the ambush stuff and all that... I must admit, I, I found my attention sort of wavering a little bit. I just couldn't really bring myself to, I don't know, follow care? it. Care. Or care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then at the end, when, um you know, we're back at the house and she's there and the guy comes to the door, I was a little bit more into it then because I recognized her. She's with her daughter, who she reunites with at the end of season one so we sort of that it was their story in season 1 or at least her story trying to find her daughter so she does and now we pick up with them again but that's that drew me in a little bit more but until then i had a real hard time kind of staying with the episode um but at the same time there's things about the way they make this show that i that i kind of like like A lot of these episodes are done with very little dialogue and more extended action and chase sequences, Mm -hmm. uh, which I kind of feel both ways on. They're pretty well done. Like, they're intense. they are. And scary, and a lot of shit happens, but is there too much of it? Like, that's all the show is for big chunks, you know?
1: Well, there was there's not a lot of dialogue in this at all. No. It, you know, it's the season premiere as well, right? So they're trying to set the stage and set things going, right? And then it's, it's uh, you know, they put some more money into this. It's a lot of work to do these kinds of action scenes. Like, this uh, for a television show, that is rare, right? A yeah. lot of television shows, especially lower-budget television shows, are pretty talky. Right? They're just people sitting around a room talking at each other. Yep. Uh, so have this amount of action and this amount of coordination. Uh, you know, remember that uh, one shot of the dead that we watched where it was all one shot? Yep. Great movie. Uh, that It is a great movie, but the, the amount of coordination that needs to go on uh, behind the scenes in order to get, uh, you know, shots like this or scenes like this. Uh, the amount of work that goes into that is is phenomenal yeah i can I, I can't imagine wanting to put in that much effort into anything I
0: fully agree and i I respect the the work that goes into it, but that's all this show is to me right they're trying to trying to maintain this level of intensity and chaos throughout all of it I feel like um th- because that's what this world is like. Right. And I do think the show captures that, right? If imagine if suddenly we we're in a zombie apocalypse with zombies like this that are not only hyper active and fast, you know, they don't shamble along like walking dead zombies. These fuckers run and they are intense. Not only that, when you die you turn into a zombie instantly.
1: Yeah. You, there's, there's no waiting around. There's no must, no fuss, no thinking about it. Just, just like he's dead and go. And,
0: and he's back. Go. Exactly. So like that would be a world where, you know, there is no time to waste and it would be intense. And I think it would all be over just really quickly, you know, because yeah, one of the things I don't like about this show is it's so relentless in that, that. I have a hard time believing that anybody would be able to survive more than 5 minutes in this world. As soon as there's a zombie around you, you're toast. Like pretty much. Sure, you can you can shoot one, but they take bullets, you know, and keep coming. Uh yeah. so
1: and they don't need to rest. They don't nope. need to to, you know, breathe in, breathe out, have the energy. They're not uh they're, you know, full on as fast as a human being can go without any, uh, any pause yeah. or any, any requirements for nutrition or air or, uh, you know, trying to get rid of lactic acid or anything. You're just, it's just fucking go time.
0: Yeah. And, and I find it hard to believe that anyone would survive at all in this universe. So the fact that we still have living characters that are, that are living through it somehow, I don't know. I have a hard time just getting on board with. And that's part of the reason I'm like, yeah, sure. It's intense. And the show does a good job of keeping that intensity up. But like, really, would this actually be a thing? I don't know. And maybe I'm just silly for worrying about that, but I couldn't help but think it.
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, it reminds me of what the the great, my first drum teacher, the great racist Jim McComb, uh, used to say, <laughs> you, if you accent everything, you accent nothing. Right. I mean, the, the, uh, you know, the action level is high, but it's all high all the time. And that gets boring. Right.
0: Um, I agree. You're, that guy was a smart man, at least when he said that.
1: Yeah. you racist. The shit that would come out of his mouth. It, as he, as a, as a young person, like I first encountered him when I was, uh, 17, 16, 17, uh, you know, it kind of took it in stride. It's just like, okay, racist old guy, racist old guy is fine. Uh, but now that I think about it, years past, just just the shit that would come out of his mouth. He was really not fine. He was. He was not fine. No, it was, it was not a good thing. It's not a good thing to have this man hanging around with 16 year olds, uh, you know, teaching him, he was a great drummer. Like there's no doubt about that. And a good teacher, but Jesus driving, we would drive down to, uh, uh, Band competitions, so there'd be like three 16 year olds and this guy driving for like eight hours at a time. Oh, god, uh, it was uh, it was, it was not Te- tedious, good. I bet. <laughs> yeah, he and the weirdest okay, rabbit hole inside a rabbit hole. The other drummer that one of the other drummers, Mike Zalonis, uh, love that guy. The this guy could swear uh, up a storm, the man was a poet. As far as swearing goes, he was a, it was poetry. Uh, But anyway, uh, he once asked him, you know, do you, do you still love your wife? Uh, You know, because he'd been married for like 46 years or something like that. And he, uh, Jim McComb kind of got a wistful look on his face and he said, I have a lot of respect for her. Okay. Oh my God. Fucking hell. Because and he she kill-
0: stayed with me all this time.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I never met her. I don't know what the hell was going on there, but uh uh and he would uh he was into birds and he didn't like the cats going after the birds in his neighborhood, so he'd poison the fucking cats and kill them, his neighborhood cats. Alright. <sighs> well
0: feels anyway. like uh Feels like this guy is not a good uh, role model for anybody. But uh,
1: anyhow, he's had he's had some life lessons. If you accent everything, you accent nothing. Is the only real life lesson I can take from this guy. Sure, <laughs> uh, but he was not a good man. <laughs> all right. Well, neither
0: are the zombies on Black Summer. <laughs> uh, anyways, you know that's it. What? Um, yeah. So I have a hard time, even though I respect the fact that the show tries to keep the intensity up high all the time, and they do and you know they're depicting this world and telling a story in this way that they're doing it in chunks i don't know i i respect all of it but i don't love all of it and i don't feel like it all comes together very well ultimately
1: yeah i agree
0: um so so yeah even though there's i don't i don't know what else to to really say about the show i i wish more of it was like what I started with at episode six in season one, because I was really excited and really into that. And I thought, you know what? I should have never stopped watching this show when I did, I should have just kept up to it. But now I'm back at that point again where, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm going to continue with it. Uh, maybe I'll watch one more. And if, if they don't mix it up a little, I don't think I can, I can do it. But what'll happen is Black Summer 3 will come out and we'll be like, ah, right, fine. Let's talk about that. And then I'll have to get caught up. So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm. I, don't know. I, I I plan on forgetting about this in a couple of weeks, like sure. altogether. I forget that we had this conversation. I forget that I watched the show. Uh, yeah, it's it's gone.
0: Well, if you're out there and you're listening and you really love Black Summer, and I know there are many of you, um, I, I I really want to sort of hear about what it is that you you get out of it or why you like it. And I I am not saying that to be a a dick in any way. I I really sort of want to know because it's a different opinion and I'm I'm curious.
1: Yeah, differing opinions make the world go round.
0: Make the world go round. Okay, so Black Summer, maybe a little bit of a shorter podcast for once, Jason. We're uh we're not even at an hour yet. Not even close. That's exciting. Short um, and sweet. Yeah, short and sweet. I maybe I'll maybe, you know what? I'm going to make a recommendation for anyone, for people out there of something else I watched recently that I thought was absolutely brilliant. And I've seen it like four times since I watched it the first time. Oh, okay. I have no idea, Jason. We haven't talked about this. I have no idea if this is on your radar at all, but it is a comedy special. It's on Netflix. People are probably already starting to figure out what it is. Those have seen it. Uh, It's Bo Burnham's Inside. Have you heard of this show?
1: No. All
0: right. All right. So Bo Burnham, he's been around for a while, he's done some comedy specials, he's, he's sort of like a mu- musical comedy guy, musician, does a lot of songs and so on. Well, he sat down during the pandemic, during lockdown, in one room of his house, or, oh, yeah. or one room, I think there's a guest house on his property, and he moved into that, basically. And he shot, edited, wrote, directed this entire thing by himself in this room during the pandemic. Okay. And cut it all together, released it. It is mostly songs, mostly music, and it is frigging brilliant. It is so good that it's one of the my favorite things that I've ever ever watched. And the reason I like it so much is because um the songs themselves are just as much satire as they are parody you know they are satirizing like internet culture and stuff like that but they're all parodies as well sometimes just stylistic parodies like it's obvious that he's kind of parodying a particular artist or something like that um and they're all so good they're funny they're also extremely kind of um poignant with messages that they're trying to send or or you know themes he's trying to get across. And so I love all the music and I love what he did with it and he's extremely creative and inventive in the way he shoots this thing in this room. He's an amazing musician considering he wrote all these songs. Not only that, it's this is a uh, almost like a therapy session you can tell for him living through this lockdown and through this pandemic. You can see his mental state change over the course of the of the special. Uh, He addresses it straight up at points. Sometimes, and other times, it's just kind of peripherally addressed in some of the lyrics to the songs and so on. And yeah, it's just absolutely amazing what he was able to do here. So I think, I think everyone would enjoy this. And if you're looking for something to watch, check out Bo Burnham's Inside.
1: I will check that out. That sounds good. And I just went onto to Netflix and saw the trailer for it. So, uh, I'm in.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I mean, I recommend watching it more than once. I didn't really pick up on all of the subtleties to it the first time, you know, I had heard it was good. Um, but you really gotta, you really have to listen to the songs. You really have to pay attention and they get funnier every time I listen to them or watch it because you can listen to the song on Spotify too, if you want, and probably other places. Um, I I get more out of it every time, you know, Uh, songs like uh, I'm, I'm a FaceTime with my mom tonight or white woman's Instagram, (laughs) things like that. They're all so good. So good. So I didn't really mean to talk about that here tonight, but uh, since black uh, summer kind of wrapped up a little early, I'm like, you know what? Let's make a recommendation. Why not?
1: Well, that reminds me, I should Facetime with my mom soon. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know if Facetiming with your mom is similar to what he describes in the song.
1: <laughs> well, we try and Facetime once a week, right? So yeah, yeah Grandma can hang out with uh, with Jasper.
0: That's nice. That's good. I yeah. I fully support that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, so watch that and uh, let me know what you think about that too. Sure. Okay. Well quick-ish podcast this week um as we mentioned near the beginning or during the news the walking dead panels are next uh next weekend at san diego comic-con at home we will also get the season 11 trailer so we are going to have to watch that and somehow record a podcast about it as soon as we can vacations coming up for both of us so we'll try to work around that best we can but If you're, if I'm away and then you're away, we may or may not be able to get that out quite on time, but we'll do our best, right?
1: Uh, Well, we'll do our, our level best.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sounds good. I do look forward to it though. I, for some reason, the, you know, the official trailer for the new season of The Walking Dead that comes out in the summer is one of the things I look forward to most because I enjoy analyzing it and breaking it down. Now, I know there have been teasers released and other clips here and then over the past few weeks. Uh, I've actually been staying away from them for some reason, which is why we haven't really covered them here. I don't know what it is. I don't really want to watch those. I want to watch the actual trailer and then break that apart. Um, these other clips are more like little teasery things as far as I know, and uh, there's not a lot to go on there. So maybe I'll go back and watch them someday, but I'm staying away for now. That's why we haven't covered them here, in case anyone was wondering. That's fair. And you don't watch anything until I tell you to anyways, right? Yeah, I
1: absolutely do not. There you go. Unless it's law and order. Unless it's law and order. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I love law and order.
0: I know you do. All right. uh, Really quick. um, Let's wrap it up here then, man. If you want to help support the show, you can do that by visiting our website, talkingdeadpodcast.com slash PayPal to make a uh, one-time contribution. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash thetalkingdead. Those are great ways to help support it. Appreciate everyone who does. Um, And if if neither of those are options for you, then uh, just leave a rating or a review with Apple Podcasts or other podcast platforms. That's a wonderful way to help spread the word about us as well. So thank you so much to everyone who does that. Until we record next time, if you'd like to get in touch, you can do that by visiting talkingdeadpodcast.com and clicking on send voicemail at the top. That will allow you to send a, well, record a message and it'll be sent right into us. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/thetalkingdead or you can email us at talkingdeadpodcast@gmail.com. At So I don't know if it'll be next week uh, or the week after, but the next time we record, it will be about The Walking Dead panels and trailer. Looking forward to that. So until then, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. Thanks for listening. Ciao.